0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 163 of Dude and a Monkey. My name's Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by
1: Matt Foster. Hello, everybody.
0: And this is our black exploitation episode, where we're going to be covering a number of the films of Shane Black. So um, we're going to take, or at least films that he was involved in, we're going to take a look at in chronological order: The Last Boy Scout, Last Action Hero, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and The Nice Guys.
1: That's right, isn't it? Yes, 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 yeah. 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 So, 93, uh, 2005, and 2016, I believe. There we go. Nice. Um,
0: so, yeah, should be, uh, should be interesting. We, we were going to do the long kiss good night as well, but the, the copy I managed to obtain seemed to be in Russian.
1: Yeah, so. I, I, I have on previous occasions obtained that same copy.
0: <laughs> yes, so, uh, never mind. Um, but yeah, Black Exploitation, uh, that'll probably be it for the show, to be honest. Uh, and then um, we'll... I,
1: I, I've watched nothing else.
0: So. Yeah. So we'll we'll do a, a a regular show next week, I think. So um, Mark, any trailers this week or anything else you want to talk about?
1: Uh, no trailers. Uh, well, no, there is one trailer. I watched the uh, Horses trailer. Um, oh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I I've noticed that they kind of their picture already has been the worst film ever made. Yeah. It's for the marketing. Which seems a little bit like. Oh, a, for a start off, why bother making it then if you know it's going to be shit? Mm-hmm. But also seems a little bit like them trying to kind of be retroactively clever.
0: Yeah, but it's, I, I, I kind of get the feeling they would have done that with Tusk if they kind of knew what they
1: had. Yeah, it's. I, I, all the way through the trailer, I was watching it, going, "I, I, I, I don't see how that anybody involved in this thought it was a good idea, other than Johnny Depp's kid and Kevin Smith's kid decided that they wanted they wanted to have a movie made about them."
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I genuinely, I don't think I'll even get to it.
1: I will get to it out of just pure curiosity, but I will be amazed if it is anything sort of above a four out of ten. If this movie is a five out of ten, I will be like, do you know what? For that alone, it, it, it will be my honorable mentions.
0: If it's more than one point five out of ten, I'll be I'll be impressed.
1: Yeah, yeah. It 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 just looks. Like, it looks like it doesn't even know what it, it, it's trying to do itself. To be
0: honest. Like, No, I mean it looks embarrassing. Like, I, 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 I would almost feel sorry for Kevin Smith. It wasn't the fact that it's all entirely his own doing.
1: Yes, it is on this one. Yeah, he's got no. It, yeah, he's got no defense on this one at all. And it, the thing is, it 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 worries me because he's making sequels to two of his films that I actually really really love. Uh, and it worries me that, that that he's that that this is the sort of shit he's putting out at the moment.
0: Yeah yeah pretty much
1: oh, I, I, oh, yeah. that's the kind of shit he thinks is funny Or he, I don't even know if it, if it is him who thinks it's funny or if he's just indulging his kids to be honest god knows yeah um, other than that um, Pacific Rim 2 is apparently happening but Del Toro's having nothing to do with it uh,
0: yeah that was announced a while back but it, it's been breaking today that John yeah. Boyega has been cast as Idris Elba's son oh,
1: that'll right. do yeah yeah fair enough just without kind of like you know the guy whose kind of idea it was behind it seems a little bit like this 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 could just be shit.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's basically it's being made for the for the the Far Eastern market. I'll, I'll happily watch it because Del Toro is still involved.
1: Um, Isn't he a producing credit?
0: Yeah, but I don't think it's an exec producer kind of thing. I think he is going to be a bit more hands on than like say Tim Burton with Alice through the Looking Glass, you know. Um, so.
1: I don't know. I I remain read hopeful. Read those I... things when, when Tim Burton um, has a film made and kind of kind of pretends that that he's directed it so that it will become a Tim Burton movie. If it's a hit, and if it's not, he will go. Oh, I directed. I just produced it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's still still nowadays. You, you constantly make correct people and go no 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 no. It, it's not a Tim Burton film. The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a, he produced it. <laughs> Mm.
0: Yeah. No. No. Exactly. I, I. I don't know. I mean, like, I've, I've got to say on oh, no, that. That's really looking glass thing. Apparently, that film is better than the first one. But I'm very, very glad that this. And I, I haven't seen. I, I didn't get to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two because I, I went drinking instead. And. Um, uh, uh, but so th- this was kind of a thing as well, but it seems to be and uh, like Neighbors 2 as well, actually sequels that people weren't exactly crying out for. But the originals made a lot of money, but the sequels not really doing that well. Like Turtles made substantially less in its opening weekend than the first one did. Mm. And Neighbors 2, could, like relative to the first one, is outright bombed. Has it? uh yeah, like relative to the first one, like I think it will still make like make its money back and whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah, the, the, I don't know. The shift is interesting. Um, let's have a look. Neighbors two. Fucking oh, bloody
1: yeah. There's no yeah, U- it's done,
0: it's done, 80, it's done
1: eighty-nine million so far. Yeah,
0: and that's yeah, and I mean that's that's worldwide now. Yeah, considering
1: budget, so it, it, it's made money. But like you say, it's not. I mean, what
0: did the first one do? I think, because the first one did really, really well, like, everywhere.
1: first one did 270 270
0: million worldwide. There is no way... Off off
1: half the budget.
0: Yeah, there you go. There is no way Neighbours 2 makes more... I'd say makes more than 150 million um, worldwide at this point. Mm. And so it still made money, but it does kind of seem like, right, let's just
1: stop it there. Have you seen the um, the thing that um, the apparently the advanced pre sales of Warcraft in China? in China? Yeah, yeah. that you know, that that movie is that that movie could could just not make a penny in the US, and it's still going to be a success. Now, it's insane. yeah.
0: yeah I mean, they 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 don't reckon it it's on for like on or more than four hundred million dollars in chi- in in China alone. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, like, worldwide, it's done 69 million already. Um, You you know, I mean, like, even though I think it was an expensive film, I think, like, I'd I'd heard it was around about 160 million, but so, but essentially, if it performs in China, like they say it's going to, it's pretty much going to be thanks to China that it makes its money back, because it's doing, it's doing all right, right? internationally so far but I've got I've got a feeling they're not going to be able to count on the US for much
1: no uh, but then again it, it's they're now looking at other markets other other than um, you know the the US market I mean for instance Pacific Rim didn't do well in mm. the in the in the US uh, it made most of its money in the Asian market and because of that it did it did break even
0: that's it I mean in the end of the day um, the 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 bottom seems to be starting to fall out of the U, the U.S. box office unless it's like the biggest blockbusters. Mm. Um, yeah, and I mean like the the kind of the middle ground is is basically not there anymore, and it's where it, it's kind of where TV is going in. As much as I hate to say it, that's where TV is is going in. You know, as always, as we say, there are always it's always a good year for film. Mm. You, you've just got to actually give it some effort. But I don't know. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, and just looking at the foreign total of Warcraft now, I mean, I know we spoke about it last week as well, but um, I it's interesting. Like, Russia opened with uh, 10.3 million, and then as of five days later, it only added another two and a half million. Mm. So it it, it it does seem to be... Like, the UK opened number one, but only because it basically had a full week of previews. Yeah. Because uh, it opened on a Monday, and even then, it was only just above *Turtles 2*, which opened on a Monday as well. And if it was the three-day weekend, that that me before you film, the Amelia Clark one was actually number one for the weekend, which is kind of mental. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's based on a young adult novel, so it's kind of like this year's Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I think Universal just about got away with it with Warcraft. And I mean, we we both like the film. We're not coming at it from a uh, from a place of hate at No, all. no,
1: so it's a pure business level. We're at in this conversation, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but they I, 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 they they've, they've just about gotten away with it. Hmm. Um. It, it, I, I, I'm a if it does as well in China as it's supposed to, I think there probably will be a sequel. Will Duncan Jones be back? Fuck no.
1: Yeah, probably not. I, I, I doubt that.
0: No, yeah, like, it. it no, no way. Um, and it, it's kind of a shame as well, because it kind of feels like, I don't think it was a one for them with Duncan Jones, but it kind of feels like maybe there was a part of that where maybe he was thinking that he might be able to get funding for his smaller films well, I, because he's the director of Warcraft.
1: But, I think a lot of it as well was um, he he wanted to make the Warcraft movie. Yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong, but it
0: kind of feels like maybe that he could have gotten his smaller films made more easily because he was the director of oh, Warcraft, was... whereas now, it slightly feels like because of the slightly toxic air that Warcraft has had around it now, it it almost feels like it's actually going to hurt his chances to do the more interesting films that the negative reviews are all saying he'd rather do. Well, fuck you, because you've, you've probably just made the snake eat its own tail, and now he's going to have a harder time.
1: Exactly, it is a little bit like that. It's, it seems like there's a, a little bit of the sniffiness from it of people saying stuff like that, and kind of on board with the fact that Duncan Jones, before he started making it, was... Played War, uh, Warcraft. He played World of Warcraft. He's a he's a hardened gamer and was going about how amazing it was that he was getting to make the Warcraft movie. <laughs> so yeah. it, it wasn't like it wasn't like he was going, oh, you know, I'm I'm gonna take the big thing. And obviously, he will have to make, um, not him, but any director has to make kind of allowances and has to kind of say, right, has to give up a, a certain amount, I would say, of creative freedom when they're making a movie yeah. like that because. They've got to look at right. Well, this can't happen or this can't happen. For instance, uh, take it into what we what we're talking about this this uh, this week. Uh, the original Luther Weapon Two, uh, Riggs dies mm-hmm. in the original script, um, and um, it basically. Um, Black ended up actually walking away from it and only getting a story credit rather than a screenplay credit because they weren't going to use his screenplay for it because he refused to budge on the um, Riggs should die in it. Um, and uh, Black still says that, that that his lethal weapon script is the best thing that he has ever written. Yeah. Um, and he said that it, it's, it's what's sad about it is it will never ever get made, and because it'll never get made, he'll never ever put it out there. He has a, apparently it still has a copy of it, but it's a hard copy, and he said it will it will never see the light of day. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, there the, are the, the, the mm-hmm. things like that. Even someone like Black, who at the time was quite literally could do whatever the fuck he wanted at the time but still producers still went no because they saw they didn't see at least Weapon 2 they saw 3 and 4 yeah
0: yeah yeah and those those fine piece of work actually I, I don't mind I don't oh, mind any of the Leather oh, Weapon oh, films no, no, I no, think Four's fine
1: no I, I'm 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 a big fan of, of, of all of the, all of the, uh, all of the Lethal Weapon films. Uh, absolutely. It's not a, not a criticism saying that, you know, that, that it went in the wrong direction. The, the f 2 is a, a great movie. It's, you know, number one still the best one, but they're all perfectly solid for me. Oh no, I know you weren't saying that. It's just a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I
0: mean, I know it's going to be, inter- it's going to be interesting to see Shane Black go back to Predator now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with Fred Decker and he, Writing the, the the screenplay and whatnot—that's that's going to be fascinating. Um, I hope, yeah, I, I don't know. I hope the slight tepid box office for the Nice Guys doesn't give the studio pause before there. But you
1: know, um, I mean, the weird thing is because um, it's a Joel Silver uh, production. Uh, no, the nice guy. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing about Joel Silver is I remember seeing an interview with him. Um, actually, when they, you know, when he, when he left. Um, Oh, shit, which studio was with again? Warner. We left Warner and, and went out essentially, kind of on his own a little bit. Mm. Um, they were they were sort of asking him and saying to him, uh, it was when he was doing um, <laughs> Bullet to the Head. Okay, yeah. Uh, and they were talking about the, the it, it's poor box office. It's about a, about a year or so afterwards, and he was saying, yeah, yeah. And he said it did perform poor, you know. And I said, oh, well, you know, was it? Was that a bit of a kick in the teeth, um, losing money on that? And he said, No, it didn't lose money. And it, it, they said, Well, it, it did. It, it, it lost me at the box office. And he said, Yes. He said, But a film doesn't stop making money the minute it starts playing in the cinema. It doesn't work like that. He said, mm-hmm. And, you know, you're looking, what you're, what you're looking at is you're looking at the small picture there. He said, And I, he said, I, I don't know, I might still be one of the only producers out there that looks at home video and says, You know what? Bullet in the Head made a shit ton on home video. He said, do you know why? Because dads need birthday presents, Christmas presents and Father's Day presents. Later. Fair point. Fair and he, point. He, said, he, just, he said that about that and so said, when anyone says something, oh, but he lost money, he's like, he didn't. In the same way as, um, for instance, something like uh, the A-Team. The A-Team made over 150 million on home viewing. Which Jesus. Is, yeah, it was insane how much the A-Team made on DVD and Blu-ray, it a, a to 150 million, uh, and that film's considered a bomb. And it's not. It made mm. money, and it's people never take that into account. You know, right? Yeah, things like, for instance, Avatar. Can you imagine what Avatar, in the 93 different variants they've released on home viewing, has made so far? It's insane. Yeah. That's why they keep release. That's why they keep releasing them. It's why they keep releasing Star Wars. They don't keep releasing it to keep on fueling fans' cravings for new releases. They keep releasing it because people buy it and it makes loads and loads and loads and loads of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the insanity of it all. So Nice Guys... Nice Guys is almost one of those films where it's the reverse, it's the flip, the the bonus bit for Nice Guys is what it makes in the cinema because they know it's going to play well on Netflix and it's going to make shitloads on home viewing. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. I, I, even though, I don't know, considering like the, the way Blu-ray and DVD seems to be dying off and whatnot as well. And I, it, it kind of see, I, I don't know. I don't know whether like maybe that, that time he could count that the bullet in the head.
1: But now, Well, I'll I tell, I, I I tell, tell you what though, Right? I know for a fact that the chap I work with, uh, Beck's dad, my dad, three people there that will buy the nice guys on DVD.
0: Oh, no, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's just, uh, I, I don't know, that, that demographic, sure. But I think it's getting smaller.
1: Yeah, it's definitely getting smaller. But what I will say is the people who they're counting on to buy DVDs now are the people who buy them on Amazon. that are the people who buy them in Sainsbury's and Asda. Mm-hmm. That's the people who buy them, and they'll buy them for seven quid when they see them for seven quid. It's it, it, the market has changed in a really bizarre way. Mm.
0: I, I don't, it's just at the moment they
1: will like give it five ten years. I don't know. No, oh, in five ten years it, it could change exponentially. But you know, films that have released in eighteen month period out there, that's that's when you make your money off your film.
0: No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I agree with what you're saying at the moment. Um should we move on? Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. So, um Black Exploitation, let's begin. So, yes. 1991's The Last Boy Scout, uh directed by Tony Scott and uh starring Bruce Willis, uh, Damon Wayans, Halle Berry, Danielle Harris, and uh, a bunch of other folks.
1: It's, it's a very character acty film, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Bloody um, Everett McGill turns up. Is it yeah. Everett McGill or Bruce McGill? Bruce McGill. Uh, Bruce McGill, sorry. And like for like five sec, uh, five seconds, and then blows up. Yeah. Um. You know, it's that kind of film. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's get into it. Um. Friday night's a great night for football.
1: Yeah.
0: What, I, I, like,
1: what a fucking opening. Okay. Yeah, no. One of uh, my favourite uh, openings to any movie. Like, just, just what?
0: It, it, I mean, it's, it's brilliant, right? We're going to have the credit sequence just, like, during the opening of Friday night football. Yeah. Okay. That what? feels like what?
1: such a Tony Scott thing.
0: Yeah. No, 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 totally. Absolutely. That like, They're kind of like the... Um, uh, the, the, I don't know. It's just like almost like the CRT monitor for free yes. look of it. Just feels like Tony Scott's like getting down in the in the shit. Like the the, the fresh technology of the time or something. And, like, <laughs> just loving it, you know. Um, so, yeah. So I don't know. Awesome beginning, but then it cuts from that to like the most atmospheric football game ever and like the locker room where it almost feels like it's doing that tony scott and then like that then it kind of moved on to michael bay thing where it's almost like um you almost imagine over overhead ceiling fans like casting like the light pouring through them casting shadows and shit like the the locker room just looks like almost almost like a massive warehouse yeah and yeah, it's just like what and then, and then you got that football game in, in in the rain and in in the
1: extreme rain
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's just so so evocative and it's such i don't know it's a really memorable opening mm. um and it kind of stands out from the rest of the film as well it's very very moody um and and very very serious and then pretty much straight away after that you got Bruce Willis being like 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 Bruce Willis well, now? Yeah, 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 pretty, pretty much. But like, still coming out with quips and stuff. Yeah, and it's, um, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting. I think it's a slightly schizophrenic film. Is the Last Boy Scout because? Yeah. It's like, go on? Go on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that, that that could be it because uh, essentially you had um, you had Joel Silver and Bruce Willis essentially kind of fighting with uh, Tony Scott. About the where they wanted, wanted to change in the film, and Shane Black kind of standing back, going, "Look, if you want to change stuff, change stuff, but just kind of keep keep it as it kind of was, so the you know the ideas there." And Tony Scott going, "I don't want to do that," and Willis and Black uh, and um, Joel Silver saying, "No, you're gonna do it because we're paying you to do it." And yeah. it, was, it was a little bit like that, so. Yeah, I think that's that's entirely where I think kind of like a, a bit of the schizophrenic kind of energy comes from it. Certainly. Yeah, yeah, no, it, and, yeah, exactly. and of course, uh, in, in, in Bruce Willis shocker, Bruce Willis didn't get on at all apparently with Damon Wayans. Yeah,
0: that that's not as surprising a sight as though, is it? Hey? Um,
1: I mean, let's face it, how often does Bruce Willis get on with somebody he's got a share an amount of screen time with? Mm, yeah, no,
0: exactly, and. Uh, because I, I don't know, it's weird. Because both of those characters have got to be half serious, like half the straight man and half the comic relief. Mm. But it, it's like they interchange them at, at alternate scenes. Um, and it, it, I don't know, It just it does feel slightly all over the place. But I must say, I mean, I I, I watched this not long ago, and I actually enjoyed it more than than I remember, remembered enjoying it. I think it might have only been last year that I actually, I I watched this last and. I don't know. I I got on with it more, and I, I, it, it's quite pacey as well, considering yeah. how long it is. Because it's getting on for two hours.
1: Yeah, it's a little shy two hours. Yeah.
0: But I mean, like once Halle Berry's like killed off, what, like half hour forty minutes in, yeah. it it just kind of goes and it doesn't really stop. You got the 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 bit where like they kind of had the confessional with each other. Yeah, which, uh, is,
1: which is a fantastic scene.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is great.
1: Wayne's plays that. Very, very well.
0: Yeah, he does. He does. Um, but then, I, I mean, aside from that, it is there's something pretty much always happening. And I mean, the last half hour in particular is—it's got a great sense of momentum to it.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it very much it sets them on a journey of saying, right, they're going from fr- from when they decide, okay, we're going we're gonna we're gonna look into it. They're gonna look into um, Corey's death. From there. They don't stop. It is just, there's no, right, well, yeah, let's stop here and let's have a think about what's going on. They kind of, they almost get kind of caught up in it and it all happens really quickly and it, then it just, it, it gets to the end and it ends. It, it it does, it's got a heck of momentum to it, certainly.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I must say as well, I mean, Danielle Harris putting in a, a, a solid, not that annoying kid performance as well. Like, she's fine. Yeah. Um, like the, the, the same, like writing kids, I think has gotten better. Um, she, I think she's a little bit too fuck you, yeah, 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 ex- yeah. exactly. Um, she, a, a bit too full bore that, yeah. And I think Angry Rice in, in the Nice Guys, it, well, I mean, we'll get to that, but it's a marked improvement.
1: Mm, I uh, think with, with this, I mean, the argument you, you could make is she's quite literally doing it for effect. It's not like, it is a different kind of, um, you know, character to the one in the nice guys. But yeah, it does get a little bit, you you do feel a little bit like, all right, calm down a little bit. You don't need to tell him to go fuck himself all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but that's not the fault of Danielle Harris though. I mean, um, I I think she's fine. it just, it is, it is a little bit full on, like you say. Um, And, yeah, I. I mean, the the plot is rather convoluted. Um, I, I mean, I suppose in a way it's a typical Shane Black yeah. uh, plot with that in that kind of way. But I think maybe unlike Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and the Nice Guys, because it's not so obviously like trying to be a detective story, it 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 doesn't. It, you know, the fact that it, it's basically like. A, a big Bruce Willis film,
1: that's and then pretty, yeah, that,
0: that... It, 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 again the schizophrenic nature of it, I think, slightly get gets into it there. And, I mean, the um, you know the, the senator who he caught like beating that woman and whatnot. Like, it's kind of weird that he's he's played as a really nasty guy, but then he's kind of just almost comic relief at the end.
1: Yeah, well, actually, that's, that's the thing. You know, you've got you have got three worlds kind of colliding. You've got a Tony Scott film who makes who makes Tony Scott movies. You know, all these movies are a very similar kind of theme. He's got a very a very distinct style. Uh, absolutely, you know, absolutely, I think he did. Uh, and he have got like you say, there's the fact is that that this is a Bruce Willis post very very close to Die Hard um, movie when he was a huge ticket. And then you've got the fact that it's a Shane Black movie as well, uh, which again, he was another big ticket and it was it was like, it, it was supposed to be the perfect storm. You've got the biggest director with the biggest star with the biggest writer all making this film with and then throwing Damon Wayans in there as well. It, that's the, That was the whole idea behind it. But it is those three worlds can't kind of collide a little bit. They're all too sort of different enough. You know, Tony Scott doesn't make Bruce Willis-style action movies. And
0: Mm.
1: the the idea there is Tony Scott movies are maybe a little bit too kinetic for um, a Shane Black script.
0: I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Tony Scott has never been one who's super, 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 super interested in in character and narrative, whereas Shane Black is kind of all about that, but likes his action as well. Yeah,
1: he uh, he, he likes to he likes to throw in action there, but he, he the, the strange thing about Shane Black is, and we'll come to it over all of them, is he enjoys how smart he is. Mm. He enjoys how good a writer he is. He knows he is uh, a very good writer. So he kind of, he, he digs that and he, he shows off a lot. And The Last Boy Scout, there's a lot of showing off in The Last Boy Scout. Like He tells two jokes, he tells three jokes when he could tell one.
0: Yeah, even though, if you're, are you like kind of referring there to, um, like kind of when, when they're in the woods and whatnot and, or yeah, or, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, yeah, no, totally, it is there, but again, that, that stuff is just kind of funny, though, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, like the, the, the way the trickies that Tricky's got to, disar- like, disarming the guys by just making them laugh, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that that is a solid Shane Blackism, and it, I mean, it's it's one of the moments where I think Bruce Willis kind of works there as well, because he is playing the whole kind of, like, slightly nonchalant, oh, you're going to kick the shit out of me, yeah, i right whatever, I'm going
1: to fucking murder you later on, but that's fine, we'll just get on. <laughs> yeah, it is, it, it's, it's the great, the, the bit with Kim Coates is fantastic, where he's with the cigarette, and he's like, oh, you're not, you're not that tough, do you? And he's like, oh, yeah, I we we'll see my cigarette, can I have another one? Yeah. <laughs> like, and at that moment, it, it, it's where you get Kim Coates going to look at him and say, uh, uh, fuck it, right, all right, but there's a little tinge of, oh... Oh, maybe he is quite fucking tough. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, but then his, his kind of ego takes control again. He's like, no, yeah. I've got this shit. And then he's kind of back on it, and then what happens, happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it just, it's, I think it's a solid four
1: star film. Uh, it is. It's, 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 it's one of those weird films in that, I'd I love it. I watch it at least sort of once a year. Um, but for me, there's, there's, there's kind of like a, um, a, almost a mini kind of nostalgia thing to it because it was, and I've, I've said it before in here, you know, there's films like Total Recall and this, uh, it's like True Lives that were that were films that when I was a kid, they were on like ITV or BBC on like a fucking Wednesday or Thursday night and you watched them so you could talk about them the next day and for ages, people would, would use one of the jokes from it and you'd if you knew, you'd always be a little bit like, ah, oh, you've fucking stolen that from the last Boy Scout but you'd still laugh. Um, and you could, only because you'd probably stolen it yourself as well at one point. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's like I say, it's a solid four out of five. It's that type of movie um, that you know that we we maybe we don't get enough of anymore. We still get them; they still exist, but we maybe don't get enough of them.
0: Yeah, no, so yeah, uh, no, I, I, yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. I mean, to, you know, to be fair the nice guys is almost another one of those oh,
1: absolutely,
0: and it, yeah. it, it, like you say it's just one of those films that went we're, we're not getting um, all that often uh, i don't know i mean like didn't the new lethal weapon tv series that's coming out like if they if i don't know if they had like the quality of writing that the last boy scout and uh, you know some of these other films do have i like, you know You'd happily watch that every single week for an hour, you oh, know. But...
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I actually um, a couple of years ago read the script for the Last Boy Scout, uh, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. Just reading it is incredible because Black puts in so many piss takes in his scripts uh, aimed at the people reading it.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I, God, it just takes me back. I remember listening to the um, got the Hollywood Saloon podcast back in the fucking day, and um, which was this great. Um, series of podcasts before I think the two guys fell out with each other but this great series of podcasts where there were like long form discussions about particular topics and they were talking about like some of the best screenplays and they were were talking about Tony Scott and the way that he's basically kind of like fourth wall breaking within the screenplay and you know kind of saying like look none of this stuff is I know none of this stuff is actually going to be in the film but isn't this making you pay attention
1: yeah like, yeah, I w- which is and right, th- And stuff like um, like saying, um, re- referencing a character and then putting, you know, do you remember him? Do you remember him? Did you read the actual first few pages? Because something really point happened with him. So you need to remember him. Go back and read it. It's on page blah. And, and, and he, he does stuff like that. And stuff like putting uh, Last Action Hero, uh, which we'll come in a minute, putting st- stuff like... Uh, Pans back from a house with a pool and it's like this, kind of like the house I'm going to buy from the fat check you're going to write me for this script.
0: Yeah, there you go. Stuff yeah, like yeah,
1: that.
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, the stuff like that. I mean, it's it's it's, it's fantastic, and um, I don't know. I mean, let's 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 move on to Last Action Hero, but definitely not shit.
1: Oh, definitely not shit. Uh, last Boy Scout. It, it, it's it's one of those that it, it's almost like a warm hug of a movie for me. I I, I thoroughly enjoy watching it. I can see time. where
0: you com- I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so 1993's uh, Last Action Hero. Yeah. Which is directed by John McTiernan. And, and um, was it? The, the screen story and the screenplay have co writer credits? Yes. Um, for Shane Black, yeah. So um, starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Austin O'Brien, um, oh Christ, F. Murray Abraham, uh, Tom Noonan, uh, Charles Dance, um, and others. Um, so we kind of saw. Schwarzenegger kind of at the height of his powers, but also kind of
1: on the, it it was at the tip as he was facing down the slope.
0: Yeah, 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 I think that's exactly it. It it was like he was just, just starting on the downswing, just. Mm. Um, And, I don't know, I mean, like this in Jurassic Park coming out in the same summer, it did kind of feel like the beginning of the end
1: and, of, of of that type of, uh, of that type of movie star.
0: Yeah, 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 and and the star driven blockbuster as well to an extent. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, in in really, I mean, looking at what you had going forward after this, I mean, Jurassic Park did so so well, and it was the whole, the effects are the star thing, and that that kind of really carried forward. Um, I mean, Will Smith for a while kind of had that
1: thing of. And you could argue Tom Cruise as well, and,
0: and uh, yeah, no, and Tom Cruise totally. But just the big, big action hero, yeah. action 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 hero. Last action hero is almost an appropriately meta title.
1: Yeah, I think the the only uh, the, the the next huge one after that um, was was True Lies, which was released the next year. But that was a James Cameron movie. And, I'm not, and I, it, it still sold off the fact that it was a Schwarzenegger movie. But it was different because it, you know part of the thing was that Cameron did what Cameron does. And mm-hmm. he sold that by saying, you need to see this movie because it's the most expensive movie ever made. Yeah. Which is yeah. what essentially he has done every film since what? Aliens? hmm hmm a, a weird thing that I am looking at with Last Action Hero before we actually get into the actual movie is I went to see this at the cinema. Right, and this came out in the cinema in '94 in, 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 in England. I think it came out at Christmas uh, Jesus, in the US. Yeah. No, sorry, no, it was summer, man. It was yeah, it was a summer, summer. A, summer, a summer film in the US. Summer film in the US, but apparently it didn't come out until sort of '94 uh, for some reason in the UK. Jesus. Um, right, now I went to see this. I'll have been 11, 12 when it came out, right? It's a fifteen. Yeah, I'm kind what of wondering I, how the fuck you managed I, to get away with I that. How did I get in to see this? And I didn't. I, I, I know for a fact that I didn't do what I used to do and pay for something else and go and see this. I remember actually going up and paying to see Last Action Hero and getting let in. Good for you. Yeah, we, I, trust me, at that age, I didn't look fifteen. Really look 15. I always just assumed that it was a 12 and that it had become a 15 on like DVD and stuff like that because it was a slightly extended version but no it was a 15. It's clear that the people at uh, uh, that view are uh, Warner, as it was at the time Warner of the cinemas Warner just, Village, yeah. just didn't give a shit.
0: Well, I mean but the thing is I mean like considering what this film is on the surface yeah. you'd almost think maybe it was a kids film and I think that's oh, yeah. I think that's probably the big failing of Last Action Hero is the fact that who the fuck is this film for?
1: Well that that's it it, 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 it makes you think if the film was actually aimed not well I don't actually was aimed was more for kids uh, rather than just for kids because it is it's a kids movie it's, it, this, this should be shown on Channel 4 at 10 o'clock on a Saturday not on ITV2 at 10 o'clock on a Saturday <laughs> at the other 10 o'clock
0: yeah, yeah, no, I, I I don't know. I the the plot and the magical projectionist. Yep. Yeah. Um I, the, the whole golden ticket thing um you know, it, it just it sounds like a kids film. Mm.
1: But then, you, you, you you're one of your heroes is a, a what 13 year old kid. Mm. You know, adults don't watch films about kids.
0: No, exactly, but then you've got you know, references to like, is the drug dealer of the home available or whatever yeah. that line is, you know? And
1: yeah, um, that's it, is the drug dealer out the house available?
0: Yeah, and uh, like Tom Noonan's character who is just like straight up Terrible. creepy, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. And um, it, it's such a weird mish, mishmash, and it almost feels like they were trying to do that four quadrant thing, mm. but instead of going, this whole film is going to appeal to four quadrants, it's like. Specific bits of this film will appeal to one quadrant individually. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> but never will the four meet. <laughs> and I, I mean it's just it's it's a. I mean, it's a, it's entertaining mm. um, sometimes, despite itself. But and uh, but it's a fucking mess.
1: Oh, it, it's an absolute yeah. It's a mess. Is is, is 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 right. I reckon you shave off twenty minutes and you've got a better movie. Oh, oh my yes, oh
0: my yes. I mean, it's what is what is it about? Is it about the the the, the, like the kid um, getting over some difficulties at home, or is it about Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, his character um, finding redemption after the loss of his son, Um, or is it uh, uh, about trying to stop Charles Dance from bringing? (laughs) Fictional characters into the real world, which he talks a big game about that, but you never fucking see it. Yeah. Um, and and I, yeah, I, it, it is all
1: over the shop. Yeah, it, it is. It's and the problem is, it feels like there's there's different parts that are more entertaining than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so the it it, it 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 sparkles in that kind of. Um, From just before, I would say, he gets to... it From from when he arrives to go and see Jack Slater 4. Yeah. uh, From when he arrives to go and see that to about sort of when shit starts to go wrong in that world. Mm. So maybe just after uh, Charles Dance realises what the ticket is and that he can use it. And that middle bit is, is fantastic. It really is. It's fantastic watching um, the kids sort of keep going, this is a movie, and just watching them going, it's not a movie. You know, there's this and this, and explaining everything with perfect logic that you're also watching going, that's perfect logic, but it's completely illogical of what you're saying, but it works within the world and the fabric that you live within. Uh, and it, 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 it's kind of, it, it's that from there. But then it is when it's in the movie world it's entertaining when it grows out of the movie world it becomes dank and a little bit like do you know what i get what you're doing i get that that's it that's the whole point but send us back there
0: yeah yeah no totally i mean I, I, the, the, the stuff within the, the within the movie world when it's commenting on itself and the kid is commenting it is fantastic i mean just the whole kind of like these girls are too hot to be working in a blockbuster. Yeah. You know, why do all the numbers start with five, five, five? I mean, the, the cartoon cat bit, I mean, Schwarzenegger's great in this. Like yeah. he's kind of just like, not like just so matter of fact and serious about the ridiculous world he's living in. Like You know? And I mean, the, I mean, the ending's pretty great as well. The whole kind of like, it's all, pretty much a mortal wound in the real world. And then, he goes into uh, he goes into the film world at the end, and the doctor's just like, "Are you wasting my time?" It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I mean, that is that's, that's great. That's I mean, the fun moments in this are really, 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 really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just. They're, they're, yeah, there are long portions where. Not a lot's really happening, and you know, it's uh, about the relationship between Danny and Jack Slater, and it's a little bit, I don't really give a fuck. If I wanted to watch a kid in Schwarzenegger, I'd watch Terminator 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, I, it just, it, it, it doesn't quite work there, but, you know, John McTiernan's got a good eye for the action. The action scenes are great. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the action scenes whatsoever. Oh, fuck me, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, Maria Schreiber, like, Telling him, don't talk about Planet Hollywood. Yeah,
1: don't talk about the restaurant.
0: And then he just can't help himself. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's so good. It's it, so good.
1: It is. There's some great bits of him sending himself up to Stallone as Terminator.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, 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 God, That just the, the, the reaction to the cartoon cat. He's like, there's a cartoon cat. He's one of the best people we've <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's. I, 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 there are enough individual bits and sections in this film to make me enjoy it. Yeah, but God, yeah, like you say, God, I wish it was twenty minutes
1: shorter. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the problem. It is it's 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 too long. Uh, it's noticeably too long because as it's getting towards the end, you go in. I'm get, I'm I'm getting bored of watching this now.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I I, I, I don't know. It's just. It's interesting as well, like, the iTunes art for this is just a very kind of generic picture of Schwarzenegger like, looking at you. Whereas like, the poster art for it, back in the day, I still remember it in my in mind's eye, where it says, Schwarzenegger! Yeah. And, and it's him, like, kind of like crashing out of the cinema screen, and all this other shit bursting it's, it's, around it. Yeah, it's,
1: it's a send-up of Indiana Jones, essentially. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's brilliant. Mm. And, and, you know, and it it's like... I kind of wish that film was more like that than Schwarzenegger staring out at you, which it kind of is at times.
1: Uh, I think I know which one it, it which which one it is. It's the one with the, the really bad lettering, isn't it? Let me have a look.
0: Yeah, Where's last action hero, kind of like vertical on the side. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Looks,
1: it looks looks a little bit more like it should be for Raw Deal or something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is it would make sense having that. You know that that image, the 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 proper poster for it, um, that kind of incorporates all of the fun. It's it's essentially it's swatching and exploding out of the screen with everything else that's going on in the background.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I I I I don't know. It. I think you to take it to Shane Black. I think you you, I think the Shane Blackisms are. The bits that are just like the most entertaining in the film, I, yeah. I would have to assume, like because it does kind of feel like his his like screenplay for Last Boy Scout and whatnot, slightly writ on screen, like the whole the the, the, the commenting upon itself kind of thing. It does feel like he's doing that, but then our mainstream audience is going to enjoy that stuff. Maybe they'll laugh at some of it, but some of it will go over their heads. Our kids going to like it, yeah, but some of it will go over their heads. So it just. It's
1: a uh, weird uh, film that, that's... that I
0: I enjoy it, but I'm really... Like, next to Jurassic Park, holy fuck is it obvious why Jurassic Park destroyed it.
1: Yeah, but I think, had you watched The Last Action Hero as a 31-year-old? they want Yeah? Me now, yeah, 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 yeah. Had you watched it a, a, as a 31-year-old as a in 1993, mm-hmm. I don't think you liked it. Sure, yeah. But I think the fact is that it, 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 it's grown nicely. It, it, it's it's a better film now than it was uh, 23 years ago.
0: I think that's fair. Yeah, like you say, it's grown into itself, and the fact that we now know what the 90s were like for cinema mm.
1: um,
0: with the kind of the rose-tinted glasses, I think the appreciation
1: for it grows. Yeah, yeah sure. it, it's almost become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy of itself.
0: hmm For sure. I mean, it, it, you know, I, mean, like, I, I think something like Deadpool... Would have a harder time existing if it weren't for Last Action Hero, like the, yeah. the the whole kind of commenting on itself kind of thing, and the fact that Deadpool has done has done so well now kind of shows that people are more ready for that kind of
1: thing. Absolutely, it was a fairly sort of new thing, especially when you when um, the the person who was doing it, who was almost pointing the finger and poking fun. Uh, 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 at the establishment and at, at at action films was the guy who had been giving us the, uh, these action films for nearly mm. uh, the past seven or eight years. Um, it maybe made people go a little bit like, "Hang on a minute, you're going to badmouth them now? Then in a year's time, you're going to be telling us to go and see your fucking new one." Yeah, yeah. Even though,
0: to be fair, this film only has love for those for those films. Oh yeah, it, that, that's it. It's incredibly that's, affectionate. Yeah,
1: it is. Uh, but I think that the casual filmgoers will have seen it as as a cri- as a critique. I see than what a, you're saying. Yes. Rather than a, a, a nod and a wink. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I. I
0: but I'm, again, I'm definitely not I a shit. I, I'm, I I'm more. I'm more free to three point five out of five. Um, I I do think it's the the worst one of the films that we're we're going to talk about, but... Oh, yes. I I don't know. That's only really because the other three films are pretty great. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Um, So, 2005's Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, which is directed by Shane Black uh, and uh, Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer, Michelle Monaghan, Corbin Bunsen and um, uh, Naughty's favourite, Shannon Sosserman.
1: (laughs) Yes. She was so kind of like, she was like the fucking, one of the original fucking kind of like naughty manic pixie dream girls until, uh, until I can't which director it was or what actor it was said about Shannon Sossaman that Shannon Sossman's biggest problem is the fact that she's Shannon Sossaman.
0: Yeah, I mean, bless her. She was the hottest thing in the world for three weeks.
1: Yeah, she was from, from I think, 2002 to about 2005.
0: Like I need to look at her credits now.
1: Yeah. Who was it?
0: That's a pretty good quote, mind. Yeah. Uh, her latest credit is Man Without a Head. <laughs> it's pretty solid. Um,
1: yeah, oh, so she did, she did 40 Days of Night. Yeah, 2002 was 40 Days of Night. 2002 was Rules of Attraction. The Order. And then it started to go pretty much kind of like downhill and into straight to "Bod" from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, Jesus Christ, that's mental. Like, A night's Tale, 40 Days and 40 Nights, The Rules of Attraction, like, holy fuck, who is this? Like, three, three roles in the space of uh, around a year. And then, I don't know, like, three years later, wrist, wrist cut as a love story, which is good. Yeah. Two years after that, one missed call.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and then it just, yeah.
1: And Sinister too.
0: And she's a voice in Hitman Absolution. Yeah. Um I mean fair play. She she's now in um, Wayward Pines and she had a recurring role in Sleepy Hollow. Like she hasn't disappeared. Um but no. it was just She just see she just seemed to be the 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 it girl for a really short but con- like concentrated hardcore period of time.
1: Yeah.
0: And now here she is already with um pink hair and barely says anything. Yeah. She's, um,
1: she's 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 incidental.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um but yeah, um so uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, it was um Shane Black's uh, directing debut. Um starring uh I mean it was basically Shane Black had been in the wilderness for ages mm. and Joel Silver kind of helped him out. Robert Downey Jr, uh, his career was kind of in in the doldrums and um but he, like he was friends with Shane Black and they kind of got together to work on this. Um, You know, barely got a theatrical release at all. Mm. Um, Like, kind of weirdly shoved out in the margins. Um, But, you know, like, half a decade later, um, or or just over, Shane Black and Robert Downey Jr. make over a billion with Iron Man 3.
1: Well, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is, is an absolute kind of, if you want... I like to look at and say because a lot of times the, the the phrase cult film gets banded about for a film before it's actually even been released. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang has organically become a cult film. It's a modern mm-hmm. cult film. You know, it, it did barely anything at the cinema, and so most people discovered it on DVD. Yep. Uh, in a similar with something like Donnie Darko, it was a similar um, film that, that that made its name on on DVD. Um, And, you know, it's because when you look at it now and you go, that's insane that a a Shane Black Robert Downey Jr. movie didn't get that big a release. But it's because at the time, Robert Downey Jr. was poison, essentially, for a movie. As, to an extent, was Val Kilmer. Um, Val Kilmer apparently got offered it uh, because he'd met Robert Downey Jr. um, at a party. And uh, had been chatting to um, Robert Downey Jr. and had been had really got on with him. And then three weeks later, was was offered this script for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that Shane Black apparently had written with Val Kilmer in mind. And he was like, I don't know, I'm not sure what the character or anything like that. Um, uh, we'll talk. And then when they talked, sat down and said, oh, who's playing Harry? And they went, oh, it's Robert Downey Jr. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And it was just because he'd just got on with it at a party like three weeks earlier, so much stupid like that. Uh,
0: yeah, and, uh, that, and that's fantastic. And uh, I I don't know, like, the, the, the chemistry is just the best.
1: The patter is incredible. From the, from the first sort of, like, interaction between the two of them, where he's like, oh, you must be, get out of Perry. Perry, you're Perry, aren't you? <laughs> he's like, still gay? No, I just really like the name. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, that, the whole... uh, Definition of an idiot exchange is just the most wonderful thing.
1: It is. It's Kilmer. uh, At points in this, Kilmer reminds you or or makes you lament because I watched a Kilmer movie last week. I watched Mindhunters, and it and it's a terrible movie. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but it's a terrible movie. Uh, And that was made the same year, I believe, as this. And it's it's it just when you look at this and you go. This is how this is how great Val Kilmer can be, mm. and you go back to something like Tombstone, and you go, "Oh my God, why why weren't you not as fat for so long, and why weren't you less of a dick?" Because we could have had thirty years of magnificence.
0: Yeah. No. No. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's such a shame what's happened with Val Kilmer. I just. Every now and then he pops out like Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, great. Yeah, it's just so weird. But the, I mean, the, the plot is, the, the plot is fantastic. Yeah. Um, again, very very commenting on itself, but um, like one like wonderfully so. Like just the whole towards the star. is like, wait, I haven't explained that bit. Oh god, I'm so bad at this. It's like when your uncle's talking about. Well, he's trying to tell a joke and blah blah blah, and you know it, it, yeah, I, that stuff is so much fun and it endears you to him so nicely. I mean, the, the narration gets you on board with Downey Jr.'s character so quickly. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, you know, they, they, uh, Michelle Monaghan as well. I mean, yeah, it, hey, this was... Hey. Oh, hello. Daddy. Hi, baby. you alright? Yeah,
1: I come and see
0: you. You come and see me? Yeah. Oh. We're going to go get
1: some jim jams.
0: You're going to get some gym jams? Yeah. Did you have a nice... Sorry about this, Mark. Did you have oh, a nice laugh? Sorry,
1: Mark.
0: No, no problem. No, no. Oh, hello. Hang on. Let me pull out my, my thingies. Do you want to say hi to Uncle Mark? Hello, Hiya. Tony. Hello, Lottie. Hello,
1: t- <laughs> <laughs> I saw your... I oh, saw a yeah. You,
0: you. You saw you a picture t- of me?
1: Yeah. Where? Where? With- oh, on the gallery wall.
0: What, downstairs? Yeah, picture of you and Mark. Oh! What? oh. What you know? You knew that was Mark.
1: Yeah, I thought it was Mark. Oh, you told her it was Mark. <laughs> well, this is Uncle Mark. I've seen a lot of pictures of you, like.
0: Whoa. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whoa! So many pictures. All very good, though. What
0: are, what are you doing? What, what, Alan, what, di- that, that was Daddy's dinner. Oh, is there some more Yeah. There? Yeah, there's some more there. Yeah. You eat it. I'm. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. He's so
1: awesome.
0: have, have you watched Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, what do you think of it? Yeah. 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 What, what would you give it out of ten? What number,
1: Lafayette?
0: What you? number? What number would you give it out of ten? Two. Two. <laughs> Two out of ten? got no taste,
1: kid. Go on. <laughs> 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 I see him.
0: You see who? You want Oh uh, yes, yeah, so you're my daughter. Come on, yeah. Daddy, okay. Yes, uh, ready, you say bye bye to Uncle Mark.
1: Bye bye, bye bye, Lottie. Bye bye, bye bye, Lottie. Yeah. Bye, Mark.
0: Bye.
1: <laughs> Sorry, she doesn't get a good
0: today. We're Daddy. just Bye bye, bye bye, gorgeous. Bye bye, gorgeous, mummy. right. Anyway, bye bye.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: bye, bye, gorgeous daddy! Don't get called that often. Um. Anyway, where was I? Um.
1: Michelle Monaghan.
0: Yeah, and uh, like Michelle Monaghan as well. I mean, like you kind of. It's it's weird. Like this film should have kickstarted or resurrected careers. Well, it, it, the thing is, it kind and of it kinda it, did. It kinda. did.
1: It It kickstarted Donnie Junior's, you know, ascent into being, you know, Iron Man. Um. Val Kilmer went up and she did what Val Kilmer does. Um, it, it because of the Iron Man, because of the Robert Downey Jr. link, it gave Shane Black Iron Man three essentially. Because without this, he wouldn't have had, he wouldn't have done it selling Iron Man three. And Michelle Moran, yeah, you, like you say you feel like she should have got off and done more, but then when you look at it, she has actually done a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like her career is, is a really strange one. It's just she's turning up in pixels.
1: Yeah, but she's and turning it's up like, in pixels, but pixels made a shit tonne of money.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. But it's just like, it kind of feels bad that Michelle Monaghan is playing the love interest in an Adam Sandler film. Mm. It, it feels like 10 years ten years ago, she was slightly destined for more than that.
1: Yeah, when she did things um, like uh, Gone Baby Gone, for instance, mm. you know, mm. uh, and then... Yeah. Know, she's been source code she was in wasn't she um, so you know she did stuff like that but then yeah then it peppers in with stuff like um, Machine Gun Preacher and Due Date and Pixels God she was in Due God she was in Due Date Jesus there's a film
0: that's just gone to the mists of time eh
1: that that film should only be remembered for um, for Mark Wahlberg's cameo
0: Oh god, yeah. I, I like Jesus Christ. Due date. Yeah, uh,
1: I, it, 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 that was. It was kind of like the post hangover, but also post Iron Man two kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah no well yeah no quite I, I, I just remember at the time Robert Rabbit down Robert Downey Jr. just saying like it's the funniest it's the funniest film you'll ever see
1: Yeah Robert Downey is one of those where where the current movie he's in is the best movie he's made and I genuinely think he genuinely believes that he's just Robert Downey Jr. has had so much therapy that everything he comes out of his mouth is therapeutic to himself. <laughs> <laughs> he literally he literally is a I'm just glad to be alive kind of guy but well, he fucking should be I think genuinely I think he genuinely is every day is like a every day is a new fucking day and I'm not dead and I'm not caught up
0: I don't know I mean it's just it's crazy I mean only a few years before this he was like the love interest on Annie McBeal Yeah I I, like, I I like I know Annie McBeal was quite a big show at the time but
1: But he was having to do that to pay legal fees. Yeah, no, exactly. But it was like Robert Downey Jr.
0: was the love interest in Ali McBeal, and like less than ten years later, he was Iron Man.
1: The the great thing about Robert Downey Jr. is he never ever downplays a single role that he's got that he's been in. He's always been because I'm talking to about Ali McBeal, and he said the great thing about Ali McBeal is it was literally paying for me to stay out of prison. <laughs> so without that, you know, there yeah. wouldn't have been where I am now. I'd have been in prison or dead, probably. Yeah,
0: yeah, no. Yeah, no exactly. I know, I, exactly. It's just, it's amazing. I mean, I know, like, obviously he's paid an insane amount and whatnot now, but I, it just, I, I, I don't know. It's just good on him, I suppose. It's like he just, he turned his shit around.
1: Yeah, I mean, he—he was the thing about Robert Downey Jr. is—he's actually a ridiculously good actor. Mm. I mean, he's a ridiculously good actor. I mean, he's fantastic in this because what we get is we get—you know—we don't get like Zodiac, fantastic good actor, or um, when he was in Chaplin, fantastic good actor. We get Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. kind of personality and patter and that bounce uh, that, that he runs along with it's so well and having you know the fact that it's a shame bat script kind of gives him a, a fantastic script to work with and th- that roars off the tongue and he gets to do the he gets to be charismatic which is what he's best at doing it's why iron man works for him
0: yeah no absolutely yeah no absolutely and I, I, it just it, some of the set pieces in this are so funny i like the The whole like playing Russian roulette thing, and actually shooting him, and the difficulty he has with working out the percentage chance. It's like there was like an eight percent chance. He was like, "Who taught you math?" And then through the seed, trying to work it out in his head.
1: Yeah. Well, Val Kilmer's then on the phone, just turns around because he's in the background, going, "Well, no, because if he's six, he's like, stop doing math."
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I don't. It's it's fantastic, but.
1: Or oh, when he tries to tell Val Kilmer, what he says, you know, sleep bad sleep badly. It's like, well, no, because, and he just tries to basically say what Michelle Moyer, and Val Kilmer just goes, fuck you, get out of my car. Yeah.
0: Even, I, I, I mean, like, kind of, like, with that scene as well, the whole, um, like, I'm sorry, I'm I've got to
1: go.
0: I've got to go. <laughs> no, I've got to go. And he just like, slightly pushes it. It's brilliant. Um, and the peeing on the corpse as well. I yep. uh, fantastic stuff. I, <laughs> why? Why would you pee on the piss on the corpse? See, that is brilliant.
1: But uh, Val Kilmer's ca- character, because he, he he comes across an arsehole all the way through it, um, and is one who is just out for himself. But there's always that faint bit u- underneath it mm. all that he's actually that it it's kind of a sheen. He actually does have a nice core to him, and then you get the the fantastic scene, which is such a it is such again. You know, we always talk about um, blackisms isms as these um, as these little witty banter bits. But he's also got these these quite kind of right stop, and he's going to throw in the middle of all of this banter and stuff like that. He's going to throw a, a two three minute scene like we got with Last Boy Scout. Um, where Devin Wayans is talking about his kid dying mm-hmm. he then throws in this little scene where uh, Val Kilmer's character goes to the goes to see Michelle Monaghan's dad um, and, love, yeah and, he, 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 and that is where you're watching it and it's Val Kilmer's facial reactions t- to that where you look at going when he wants to be he's on, a, on another level above very good actors to a different fucking level because there's there's a look of absolute just pure fucking hatred that he gives the guy.
0: Just the slap, uh, the slap as yeah. well, like out of. If you were to describe that scene, but and then he slaps him. It's like what? What? But it's like it's kind of a thunderous double yeah. slap, and it's it's so well played. And the fact that he he doesn't just shoot him or something like that. You know, it's like right, you're on your deathbed, you're going to hell. Yeah. And there are people there are people in the world who know what you are.
1: Yeah, and it, 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 it's him going, I'm going to make you feel as powerless as you made them feel.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a And,
1: and, and it, I think also, well, it, it's the, it, the look that he gives him where Alcum at that point realises this guy doesn't think he's done anything wrong. Yeah. So he's going he's gonna to leave him with that because the redemption of him killing him isn't, isn't enough. It's, it's, a, it really, it, it's a it's a, it, it's a a scene where that elevates this movie from being a very entertaining and very good movie to a fantastic movie.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm five
1: out of five. I'm five out of five for this movie. I, I remember when I first watched this which was actually on, um, I was one of the few people in the UK that actually saw this in the cinema. Um, but I saw it, Ages after it was it had been released, about a year after it was released, uh, the um, city screen. It was on like a advanced preview, not a preview, like a, a special night kind of thing. Um, and I just I happened to be uh, in town, and I just wandered in and thought, right, what's playing next? Oh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I remember it was on at like half eight at night, and we going, oh, fuck it, yeah, why not? I'll go and see that. And then sitting down to watch it, and then coming out a bit, going. That was fantastic. Yeah. The weird thing is, I always think of this movie as being like two and a half hours long, and it's not. It's like an hour and 40 odd minutes. Mm-hmm. But in my brain, I'm always a little bit reluctant to rewatch it sometimes, because I'm thinking, oh, it is like two and a half hours long, though. And it's
0: not. No, I mean, there's content, though. It's packed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. It's just as good every single time.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: So, uh Yeah. And um, on onto on to the main event, I main suppose. Main event, yeah. Um, so the nice guys, uh, starring uh, Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe, uh, angry Rice, um, and Matt. Uh, yeah, Matt Bomer. That Keith was the guy. Keith David.
1: Yeah, Keith David. Yeah. When um, I saw his name in the, it, cause I didn't know he was in it. i, I it didn't. I, I probably seen it in the trailers, but it didn't. It, I'd forgotten, and his name came up, I thought. Oh, that must be. It must be that Keith David. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, absolutely. So, um, The Nice Guys. Um, uh, all spoilers all the time. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think I really need to say the story then. Um, so, I, I'm just going to say I kind of would be surprised if it's not my film of the year. Mark?
1: Well, <laughs> weirdly, um I was what I was going to say was um, it will be an incredible year if this is my number two, three, four, five, six, or anything beyond um, film of the year. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. I, I always have this thing I when I'm looking forward to a movie this much, like this much. Let's well, give you an example. When I sat down in the screening uh, to watch this movie, um, I, I looked at my watch and I went. I'm now impatient because I know there's half an hour's worth of trailers and, and adverts before the movie starts, and that pisses me off.
0: Um, be like me, miss your train, and only just miss uh, get to the start of it.
1: <laughs> I can't do that. I can't not get in like at least a minute before the, like, the allotted started time for it. Um, but then I, I always have this thing of, shit, what if it's not as good as I'm wanting it to be? And then the nice guys wasn't. It was everything I wanted it to be, and a whole lot more.
0: Yeah i i i, I could have got I could have walked straight back in. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to watch this film many, many times. Yes.
1: Um, and you'll notice bits that you'll laugh at each time. New bits. I'll guarantee you.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I that just one of the easiest watching films that doesn't have an awful lot of substance, but I don't really care. And I don't know, it's kind of made me just become like on a, a broader point of view, become comfortable with the fact that I think I'm, I'm too old and I have too much going on in, in my life other than films to really want to be particularly, challenged by something and i really do just want to be entertained but in as smart a way as possible yeah so like son of Saul, say i'm sure it's great and i will very likely get to it yeah but i'm more focused on watching things that i i can just have a like just have a good time with it and appreciate the filmmaking while have it, having a good time yeah and that's what the nice guys is.
1: It is. It is from the from the get go. This movie is a good time, and that that's all. It's, that's all it's trying to do. It's trying to say, look, have fun watching these two idiots bounce around. You know, one of them is good at his job, but is more than his job, and the other one is accidentally good at his job and is no more than his job but he could be, but he just doesn't want to be. Yeah. It's perfect. It's prime casting. No, yeah, no,
0: exactly. I mean, it's absolute perfection for Russell Crowe. Yeah. In that he gets to be burly. Yeah. And he gets to have a soul. Yeah. And he does actually get funny moments but they play within what Russell Crowe probably thinks is funny. Yeah. So they're not asking him to go out of his wheelhouse and do anything uncomfortable, but just things like the cut, like the cutaway where his wife says, "I'm fucking your dad," <laughs> and he just like spits yeah. and just goes, "What?" And, and, and it just it, and it cuts back.
1: Did and, you ever ask him to tell a joke. No,
0: no, no. That, that, that's exactly it. It's. It's reactionary, yeah, um, and just the, like the whole—he never drinks through the film, but then in the last scene, he obviously looks really pissed. And yeah. what's he doing? He's just drinking from a battle of Captain Morgan.
1: Yeah, and the great—the great thing about that is it's never referenced that he's an alcoholic or anything like that. It's just the fact is what it, it boils down to is all the other points where he could have a drink are when they're working on the case mm. and. He's a professional. He's an absolute outright professional. And you get the feeling that before his wife left him, he probably did something really boring, like was an accountant or some shit like that. Mm. But then after that happened, it, he became that. And, and that's where he's focused. And he's just an incredibly focused guy. He's just managed to focus the rage that he has into something else so he can go around being quite a, an affable kind of doopy doopy doo guy because his rage is focused on... Well, this is my living now. Rage is my living. I get to beat these guys up, and that's where my rage goes. So I can pootle off and get, you know, an entire crate of you <laughs> Yeah, oh,
0: God, that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, the... the, the
1: uh... and, and Gosling is the opposite. He's, he's somebody who has... Instead of taking his his rage, everything like that, he's he's gone the opposite. He's just dived down a bottle, and he's quite happy being down the bottle.
0: And I love that the film barely judges him for it. Yeah. Like I just like it's not at, like the end of the at the end of it. Like Russell Crowe offers him a drink, and he goes no. Yeah,
1: yeah the, the roles don't reverse, and the great thing is as well. It, it, it does the thing that a lot of the time films don't do in the fact that when he gets shit faced, it has consequences. So when he gets drunk at that party, it has consequences.
0: But then it also has him going up to that girl and just going, I'm a cowboy. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I, 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 I just. It's having your cake and eating it, man. Yeah. I mean, it totally is. It but is. I, 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 I was like, wet. It was slippy. Why? <laughs> That's a question, the mermaid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I Yes, um, but I mean it's it's also like there's an awful lot of references to other Shane Black films here. I mean the whole um, the head or the gut thing, yeah, um, and the uh, Russell Crow trying to expand his vocabulary. Yeah. You know the, the the hitmen in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You know, and obviously like I kind of mentioned it earlier, but Angry Rice is is kind of a better version of Danielle Harris. You yeah. know, there's yeah. a lot of that stuff. Like all kind of melded together here, and it almost kind of feels like it's Shane Black having his last word on 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 this type of thing, and maybe moving on and doing something else. I mean, obviously, he's got Doc Savage coming up, he's got the Predator coming up, so.
1: But I'd, I'd, I'd like after those to get another one of these. Yeah, no, so would I. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of of like, if this is his farewell, They're a trilogy, then... aren't they almost? You could almost look at them as like an unofficial fucking trilogy. Sure. In, in the uh, Last Boy Scout. Um, Kiss Kiss, Kiss with, Bang Bang. And the Nice Guys. Ice. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. I, I I could see that. I mean, like, you know, even even to the fact that um, one of them takes place in the uh, the 90s, one of them, uh, well, the 70s, one of them takes place in the 90s, one of them takes place in the noughties. Yeah. I mean, what, once the 80s one maybe Lethal Weapon. You know, it, it, it kind of feels like... He's got his decades. I mean, like, could we go like 50s and actually go sh- just straight noir? Um, or could we just go modern? And, and, and you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'd, God, I would happily murder most of the people listening to this podcast for a Kiss Kiss Bang
1: Bang 2 or even a Nice Guys 2. I, 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 I would, I would love a Nice Guys 2. Because I'd yeah. wa- I'd watch the continuing adventures of these guys the the bit with the ad sorry they made you look Filipino oh, <laughs> it was just fantastic it was just great this movie all it, all it is trying to do is make you have a, a good time and and you do Gosling is is fantastic because a, a, a criticism of Gosling and a criticism that he had of himself was for a while that he maybe took himself a little bit too serious yeah and with this he's not. He's not from literally the first interaction with Russell Crowe where he says, now give me your arm. And it's like, no, 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 (laughs) no. No. (laughs) And the fact that he's not trying to be suave or cool, he's just, he's just a dick. Yeah, I I
0: just, I mean, God, the bit where he finds the body and he's trying to attract Russell (laughs) Crowe. But I like the kind of the quiet screaming. I like... Like, there were only a few of us in, our, in my cinema, but every single person was pissing themselves. You yeah. know, I've got to say, there was a couple that left about 20 minutes before the end. It was like, what the... Why? How does that happen?
1: Yeah, it, it, it is, it, it's almost like you, as they walk out, you go, do you know what? I feel sorry for you. Yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for you that you can not enjoy this, that you have the sense and the smarts to come and watch this, but you don't have the sense and the smarts to enjoy it.
0: I can't help it. Maybe it was—I I, I don't know. Like they were expecting Ryan Gosling, Pretty Boy, or something. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but I—it I, I, just—I yeah, I don't know how you stop watching it. I, yeah. I don't. Um, I, I mean, like the, the the plot again is convoluted, but
1: it—but it,
0: it, yeah, it does make sense, and you are kind of trying to figure out what exactly is going on through a lot of it. I mean, I love the whole. Um, how do you like my car, Big Boy? thing which is like the yeah. first line of the film and how that actually like ties into the plot by the end yeah you know i i mean that that's 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 great um I, I, that's the thing i mean it's it's a good plot I, I i kim basinger is maybe slightly wooden but then again her character is kind of playing a role yeah so that I think that could that that could be
1: comfortably. She's perfectly cast in the fact that that's what you get from Kim Basinger now. Yeah. She can't really move that many functions on her face. Yeah, she constantly looks like she literally like if you left her in that seat without anybody to talk to or anyone
0: that,
1: that, that's talking to her for more than seven minutes, she'd fall asleep.
0: Yeah, they. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, so, I, things like that. I mean, the, the the girl who's at the heart of it, like the fact that she's actually a bit of a dick.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, um, I, I, I I quite like that. Like the only person who who is genuinely straight up likable in this is is really angry rice. Um, everybody else yeah. has as an element. I, I mean, like Ryan Gosling is is a pretty terrible father. Even though I like the way that at the end, no, he hasn't fixed his drinking. But you've got a feeling that essentially Russell Crowe's character will slap the shit out of him if it did get too far. Like, yeah, you, you, she, she's got a protective net now.
1: Yeah, she's got. Yeah, he he is going to be essentially like the surrogate dad, and Ryan Gosling. You know, he's doing the protective uncle. Essentially, yeah, 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 yeah. will will steer Gosling. Like you say, like if he gets a little bit out of hand, it, it'll, it'll get a slap. But yeah, it's a. And there's, there's just, there's just some great moments in it. Matt Bomber throwing a child through a window is fantastic.
0: Oh my god, yeah. I almost stood up and clapped. God, I forgot about that.
1: Oh, and the, the, the great moment of, of um, why are you even, why are you even here? Oh, my sister's got a boyfriend round. God, your sister's such a slut.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: and, you know, and the the weird, the weird thing is, is I, I have said virtually that to one of Isabel's friends. Um, but you know when something slips out um, and it, it, it kind of just kind of slips out where Isabel said that she couldn't stay at a, a friend's house because um, her sister was having somebody around and I went oh my god that girl's such a slut <laughs> and Isabel's like what? I was like nothing nothing yeah. I was like, what do you mean she said nothing nah man it's anything.
0: I, I would have anything I, maybe I'll, I'll change my mind in like 10, 10 15 years but god I hope 15 years um, but <laughs> Like if, if Lottie ever like said anything like that, I'd probably be tempted just to say that to her and then see what happens. Yeah. It's be like right. This is going to be an interesting experiment. Oh, she's she's a right slut, isn't she? And just see how, how that goes. Yeah,
1: just, just just for just for clarification, the girl's sister is a slut. So
0: yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, I mean, like Donna and I are pretty convinced that in fifteen years' time they're going to be sentient vacuum cleaners having relationships with kids. Anyway, you know yeah, the way technology's going at the moment. So yeah, I, like I'm, I'm probably going to have to like I don't know, like. Meet her robotic boyfriend and make sure he's got <laughs> antivirus installed and stuff. Yeah, you know, like make
1: sure, make sure it's McAfee, not Kapersky.
0: Yeah, 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 no, exactly. You know, like make sure he's renewed his Norton license. <laughs> uh, I, it just, it's, I, yeah, but, but yeah, no, that's fantastic. Good work. Um, I, I, it just, it is insanely entertaining from start to finish. I, not, not once was I bored. I was annoyed when it finished.
1: Holy shit, Chet is Val Kilmer's son.
0: Which one? Oh, shit, really? Yes. Oh, and that just reminded me, the kid talking about how he's got a big dick and I like, <laughs> like to see it, and then he ends the scene calling
1: him gay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the fact that the next, the start of the next scene, he's got going, do you want to see my dick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: god that was amazing
1: i could uh, yeah i was in bits laughing at that just
0: i I mean that kid was perfectly cast as well he just seemed like a scuzzy little flea shit like that yeah god my god man i forgot about that but i i don't know it just there's wonderful stuff happening constantly in this i mean like russell crowe when he's trying to stop the blue-faced guy from opening the bag that gets all the, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, no, seriously, I'm holding that for a friend, like, and he's it, just like, I don't, I don't know why you, I don't know why you're angry at me, you know, and he's like, I'm like, who is this guy, you know? I it's thought, I'm professionals, the same time.
1: And, yeah, keep doing this, yeah. He's going shrugging his shoulders, and going like that, yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, why, why, why you did it with the fish? <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, no, exactly. I, I, I mean, like the fact that, but then Russell Crowe is like, you know, you've you've made an enemy, yeah. And I mean, it really does come back on that. I mean, like straight up, he fucking murders him, you know, in a pretty cold blooded way, you know. I and mean, fair play.
1: Yeah, you, you, you can't blame him because that the the blue face guy is 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 a dick. <laughs> I love the fact that he's credited as blue
0: face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I just the the fact that like Matt Bomer is basically saved by the empathy of a thirteen year old girl, but the fact that Russell Crowe says to him, "Just remember your life was spared by like saved by the kindness of a thirteen year old girl," whatever that line is, and you know that character will be forever haunted by by that. Yeah because he obviously likes having power over other people and whatnot, you know, it, it just like, things like that, and Matt Boehmer plays that really well as well, like, he the whole kind of like he could be he could be the nicest, most suave guy on the planet, or he could be an absolute psychopath.
1: Yeah, and he does that fantastically well. I love the fact that the, the, the kid works out really quickly as well. It, it shows, you know, it doesn't kind of it portrays as being as smart as she's supposed to be, the fact that you know, he, he's barely got in the house and already she stinks. Mm.
0: Yeah, like, the only reason why he gets one over on her is because he's physically stronger. Yeah. that That's it. Mentally, she's his equal there. I, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's, that's very well done. Um, but, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I genuinely, I don't have... I don't have a criticism. I I, I, I really don't.
1: I, I, I don't. The, the interaction between Ryan Gosling and um, and Tally is fantastic as well. Uh, yeah, the costa. Um, oh, he, he, yeah. He's become so infatuated that, that he can't see any bad in her. And even when she's tried to kill them uh, and then she's been knocked out, he still puts a cushion under her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. It's just, it's it's magnificent. That bit, and they, you know, I don't know, I don't know why he wanted to come along, but he did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No,
1: I. uh, I want to watch it again now.
0: (laughs) So do I. I could see us doing a commentary later in the year.
1: Oh yes, I I think we've got to because I just, I think it would lend itself so well. It's, it's glorious. It's such a wonderful film to watch. Oh
0: God! Just Ryan Gosling drunk in this film is how I want to be when I'm drunk.
1: Yeah, it is because he's he manages to pull it off. I just I'm a cowboy. I
0: <laughs> I, I just, I just the fact that that's his opening line with that girl. Yeah. I oh my God, man!
1: It also, as well, when he's down there and the guys before he notices the guy, and he sees the girl and he sort of looks at her with this Yeah. <laughs> and points at her
0: and, oh, and her see... reaction as well when she's like really impressed that it just gets distracted and walks off
1: yeah it, it, it's, oh. it, it's it's with him you can almost see him thinking and it's in the tip of his brain to go that's the girl I'm looking for but he just can't quite get there
0: oh god oh. Yeah.
1: The bit where he actually shows that he's a he's actually quite smart and quite a kick-ass detective. Oh. And it works out he's wrong. His face in the car has the back. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking in that moment,
0: I mean, Shane, he properly outsmarted me because I was thinking, why would that person be writing it in the English date and time the wrong way round? That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. And then it turns out, no, he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. And it, it's like, oh, do you know what?
1: yeah well done yeah it's a bluff within a bluff but it's just his his face (laughs) well there used to be a curfew there still should be if you ask me
0: yeah no no I mean but the fact that like before the scene where it's revealed he's wrong Angry Rice looks really pleased that he actually got one right yeah and then 10 seconds later (laughs) I just but then he kind of but then he kind of works it out after but
1: Kind of. Yeah, you get the feel that
0: that that, with the airport hotel thing. When he was a proper detective,
1: he was probably actually you know when he was a police officer, he was probably really fucking good. It's just he's too far gone now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's too good. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, Fury Road was my film of last year, but I would probably watch The Nice Guys twice or thrice. Before I'd watch Fury Road again, that's kind of how I feel about the Nice Guys.
1: I uh, yeah, I will I will watch this film at least two more times before the year's out.
0: Yeah, I, I'd like it. Um, obviously, I w- I would not change this situation. But if it, if, if we didn't have Lottie, I I. I'd go and see it again this week.
1: Yeah, I I would be tempted to. For instance, let's say if I finish work early, uh, on like Thursday or Friday of this week, which is a mild possibility, I could see myself going, shower and cinema? Hmm." Yeah, I mean... Actually, actually, do you know what? I could go Friday night and watch it. Oh, there you go. And I could, but then again, I'll be going to see whatever we're covering next week instead. Well... Well, definitely not shit definitely not shit Um, absolutely recommend people should absolutely go, if you're thinking about going to see it, you should go and see it because you're going to like it
0: yep Um, now, absolutely now speaking about Friday um, uh, there is barely anything out next week that's actually playing wide uh, and uh, I'm actually going to be in Spain Uh, but a film that I know you've seen um, is out, which oh. I I can get to, uh, The Boss. The
1: Boss, yes.
0: So I'm more than happy to do The Boss next week. I know it's slightly also ran, but we're also going to have quite a bit of what we watch to catch up on. So
1: yeah. I, 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 I think there's enough in The Boss, to be honest, to, to
0: talk about Cool. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll cover the boss. Now uh Twitter questions.
1: I think we have one. Uh it was actually only it was actually only put out there quite late, so yeah. uh, we'll we'll forgive you for this time. Uh doob Oh no I have two, sorry. Um, TGB seventy three, what is your favourite shaped pasta? Uh penny. Uh, I am a if it's a shaped one, I am a Fisili Guy.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that would be my second choice, but I'm, I'm, I'm I like my penne. Yeah, but if it, if penne is shit. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: If it's shit, if it's if it's not, and it's all pasta, um, I, I always go for. I, I quite like linguine. Um also, do you go f- dried or do you go fresh?
0: Uh, where I can fresh, yeah, uh, but I don't do that that often because it's quite expensive compared to
1: dried. Yeah, I've I, I become a total fucking snob with it now, and I fucking am I'm, like, I'm not buying, I'm not buying dried and Beck's like yes you fucking the same. I'm like I'm not doing it I prefer to not have out I've got that bad with it mm-hmm. um, right uh, Rich Kid at Rich J Kid uh, Crow and Gosling uh, was not a pairing I would have put together what other unlikely comedic duos uh, have produced great laughs Charles Broden and Robert De Niro.
0: Yeah, shit, that's the bloody quintessential
1: right there. Yeah, that is, because they, they just play off each other and patter off each other, so... There, there, there's no better answer. Fantastically well with that. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's there's, there's ones out there, but that's the one where it's, there you go. Um, the fact is that, uh, that apparently, when they when they first met, they didn't like each other. Um, and going into the movie, Martin Bress was really worried because De Niro and, and Charles Grodin didn't get on. And then, apparently, during the first scene they were shooting together, um, it was the the first scene they'd shot together. You know, it was the scene where De Niro stood in the bath and the dog's barking at him. Yeah, sure, sure. And Child Grodin opens the door and the dog's just barking. Mm. Child Grodin opened the door and then closed the door again and just left it. (laughs) And De De Niro sort of stood and then he opened it again, looked at him and went, Are you all right? And then he went, yeah. And he went, right and closed the door again.
0: That's pretty solid. And
1: then he went, oh, all the went. you having fun? He's like, no, I've got a dog back. And as he said it, he closed the door again. And then De Niro probably just burst out laughing. And from then on, they got on like a house on fire.
0: Nice, nice.
1: So, yeah, that's That, that is that. that is the one that I'd say there. Um, Other a, a, a peculiar duo that did two movies together that you that not, not necessarily you wouldn't think went together but did two movies together that were not great movies that I really really enjoy watching is the have you ever seen the Stakeout movies? Yes, Stakeout and another Stakeout. Yes, with uh, Emilio Estevez and uh, Draper. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's not a bad shout. I actually, actually. really
1: enjoy both of those movies. I think really this this
0: the the, this kind of shit is your wheelhouse. In fairness, though.
1: Yes, yeah, it is, it is. To be honest, more of of, of mine, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the quintessential one is, is De Niro and and Grodin and Midnight Run. That that that, that that's just the correct answer. <laughs> but C- Crow and uh, and Gosling are up there in terms of chemistry and everything like that. For how how much you just watch them and you go, I-, I could watch another one of those right now. If you if I went out and I could urinate, grab myself a a, a, a refreshment, and come back in. I'd watch another film. No, do not even need to be another that film. It could be anything. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, that's going to do it. I think, I was, yeah, that was, what, an hour and a half? That'll do. Yeah, yeah.
1: hour and a half on Black on, on Blacksploitation.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, the, the fucking solid week of film watching, in fairness. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, the thing is, we recorded on Thursday, um, so it's only been like three days Three, four days since we last recorded. Uh, and all i watched is Shane Black movies. It's been great.
0: Oh, uh, man. I, yeah, I, I watched... Um, God, I think I watched four films on Saturday. Um yeah. But I, I'll, I'll talk about some stuff next week. Um, I, I think I'm going to watch Lethal Weapon tonight, so... Nice. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I kind of actually have an I- itching to play Star Wars Battlefront,
1: so I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch... What is it? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to watch Lethal Weapon that's that's a good choice Berkeley. I, I also was slightly tipsy on Saturday night bought a fire pit at half past 11 at night pretty <laughs> as- solid half past 10 at night at Mazda and assembled a fire pit and then proceeded to have a fire <laughs> that's good it was fun <laughs> that's good yeah yeah it was it was amusing also, to the least it was a big <laughs> fire as well Dio. I was looking at going That's going to fucking burn out that is I better do something I'll have another beer. That'll make it better. <laughs> Wildlife. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll do some uh, pan-European podcasting next week. And, um, oh, God, fucking, right, let's have a look at how hot it's going to be.
1: Oh, it's going to be so warm for you. God. It's going to be so
0: warm. Oh uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, thirty degrees. Uh oh,
1: when fuck. do you go, When do you go then? Saturday. Oh, it's gonna be so warm.
0: What,
1: like great warm weather, <laughs> mate.
0: All I'm gonna do it's the Euros. Yep. And it's e three next week, so I'm just gonna be in. Like the girls are gonna be outside, and Lottie's gonna be playing with my mum. I'm gonna be in mum's apartment drinking beer and alternating between video game conferences studying for my financial exams and uh video game conferences and watching films oh, sounds like bliss that's all I'm fucking doing I swear it's going to be too hot 30 degrees no <laughs>
1: yeah especially for somebody who doesn't
0: like the warm I don't like the warm I don't like the warm <laughs> <laughs> I literally elected to go this week because of E3 and because of the Euros.
1: It's a good week to go then, because you've got three games a day.
0: I can't believe I got the England Wales game
1: day off. I know, coming from you know, especially it's a mid, it's it's a two o'clock kickoff, isn't it? It's
0: a two o'clock kickoff in the UK, and I like I work in Cardiff.
1: Mm.
0: How? How? I don't know, but look.
1: Fucking right. You know, anyway, probably you didn't try and put the day off. You tried to put you put the week off. I just put the week off before any
0: other motherfuckers got there. So yeah, no, good. Anyway, uh, that's boring for
1: people. Um, <laughs> we'll speak to you guys next week. Yes, thank you very much for listening, guys. Bye.